Hello, hello, my name is Orlando Thompson, and my guest today is artist Michi Miko. This is episode 9 of The B-Side, brought to you by Some College Radio. What it do, Michi? What's up, man? Yeah, this is my boy, Michi. <laughs> I done known him for a long time. Yeah, yeah. He an artist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And welcome to the B-Side. This podcast, he may not even know, this podcast is called the B-Side. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. So, you know. Now, I don't even know what I'm walking into. You don't know what you're getting into. Not at all. How you doing, man? I'm good. How you doing? What you do today? Um, believe it or not, I woke up and went and got a shave. You went to where? I went and got a shave. Like, I went to the barber shop. Let me see. I just got a cleanup on oh, my just beard. Around the beard, okay. Yeah. I see. <laughs> yeah, I didn't make an appointment, so he's kind of walked in. Yeah, walk in. I had to tip the dude very well. What kind of conversation was going around the barbershop? Oh, dude, life insurance. What Take kind? Life insurance. Okay. Taking out life insurance on your parents because the guy before in the um. That was in the chair yeah. before it was an insurance guy. Oh, okay, okay. And he was talking about how people build generational wealth, and it's through life insurance. So you could take out like a million dollar policy on one of your parents. That way, they leave a legacy. Oh shit! It's a fucking scam. It's a hustle. Whoa! That's a nice chunk exactly. of change. It's morbid, but but a grandma's fixing to die. You yeah. take out the life insurance on her. You go with her to sign out the papers, and then boom, that way she leaves a legacy. You know, that's nuts. It's crazy because it's like I've heard of long hustles, but that's a long hustle. But yeah, but like the guy was saying, like everybody's gonna fucking transition, so. Get paid for it, you know. I think I'm gonna tell my mom and my dad to yeah. sign up on a million dollar. Yeah, y'all all go in and pay for it. <laughs> that way, they leave a legacy for you, your wife, and your kid. And boom, and you do the same for your kid and your. Some weird shit because I'm not gonna benefit from that. Not directly. But your descendants will. Yeah, that means and I gotta so, have kids. Otherwise, that shit goes nowhere. No, I mean, you, you always have to sign it to someone. Right, 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 right. <laughs> but that's what the barbershop was about. They didn't talk about life insurance. They didn't talk about Trump? Fuck no. Nobody <laughs> talk about that nigga. Like, you're a piece of shit. Like, you're waste energy on that. Junkies are more entertaining. Let me ask you a question real quick. Let's, let's ask some questions. There was a time... We, we would kick it every now and then. You're real hard to get a hold of. Yeah. There's a couple points I want to talk about. One is, I've never gone fishing with you. Okay. And I've asked. Most of the times, I don't think people can really want to commit. <laughs> I, I have people, you know, all the time, like, hey, take me fishing. I'm like, okay, we're going Sunday. I'm calling Saturday night. Yeah. Motherfuckers is ghosts. They ain't trying to get up. What time yeah. do you get up to go fishing? As early as I can. Depends on Saturday night. As early as you can? All right, so tonight is Saturday. 
So yeah, what so time if would I you... was going fishing, I would. This would be my last drink. Okay. Then I would go home. And then wake up at what time to go to where? About five, five o'clock ish, five thirty ish. So I could get all set up, you know, you get your snacks, make your snacks, your food. Um, what kind of snacks do you take? I don't know. Sandwiches is the is the most fun. Yeah. Cause I like a soggy sandwich. Um, <laughs> you know, chips. You buy yeah. chips along the way. Get a biscuit along the way. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and make sure you know all your rod and reels, everything is in play. You know, everything's good. And you got your own boat? I don't have a boat. I'm fishing from the bank. I'm mean, poor man fishing. Okay. No kind of boats. So, so I'm an excellent caster. <laughs> but, but, but believe it or not, most fish are caught like 10 feet away from the bank. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. It's tripped out. Because, I mean, when you look up fishing like on YouTube or some shit like that, they're always in a boat. Yeah. Way the hell out, trying to catch a marlin well, or some shit. Oh, well, if you're doing that kind of fishing, yeah, you gotta take a boat. But yeah. if you're just bass fishing in a lake or a pond, it's it's like ten to six feet, man, is where yeah. you catch your fish. So you don't really need a boat. So people in a boat, yeah, they, you notice they always fishing towards the fishing towards the, the shore. Uh, the shore. That makes sense. And it's right in that area. Let me let me ask you this. Since you're an artist and everything, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> how, how does fishing collide with your art? Well, fishing was a way to get away from art. But then, like everything artists do, it just becomes part of your practice. So it's all about process. Like, whether I catch a fish or not, I enjoy the process. Like, getting up early, making the sandwich getting in the car, driving to get a biscuit at the Hardee's on yeah. the exit, like stopping at the store, get the minnows or worms or whatever. Like, I like the process of going fishing. Yeah. And then just sitting there, like whether I catch a fish is irrelevant. All right, but but when I met you, you was like a graffiti artist. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And now, years later, you've broken out of graffiti artist. Yeah. Like, no, wait. Let me rephrase that. You've expanded. Yeah, you know yeah. Saying? You've gone into, like, fine art. Yeah. So, but when you was doing graffiti art, you had uh, you had a signature character. Yeah. That you would tag everywhere. Yeah. What was that character? And tell me a little bit about how that character came to be. Um, That happened because I got pissed off at art galleries. And the character was Cass, C-A-S. And stood for collect art shit. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, I was I was pissed at art galleries because I was getting a lot of rejection letters. Yeah. And so I was like, I'm gonna make something so ugly, and I'm gonna make people love it. That was my motivation. I mean, Weston loved that shit. Yeah. So much that at one point she was like. I don't want you to be mad. This is when we first started going out. I don't want you to be mad, but my art crush right now is Michi. Awesome. <laughs> Thanks, Wissam. And we, yeah, and we bought we bought one of your pieces because of that, and awesome. it's hanging in our in our house right now. What people don't know is like the whole time I was doing the graffiti stuff, I was still studying fine art stuff. Like, oh, like I was living like a double life, like a double agent. Like I was this. <laughs> 
person in the street. Yeah. But like when I was in the garage at, at that time or my first studio, I was trying to paint this fine art stuff. Or, but at that time too, it was like all the underground galleries was like the hot thing. Yeah, yeah. And so since I was building a name for myself with the street stuff, I just stayed with the street stuff. But I also read art in America. Like, but the street stuff was like a like a sweet hustle. Like it was hot back then. It was. I mean, yeah. it's, it's kind of hot now. But I feel like they've commercialized. Well, this is it like third generation stuff. Yeah. To me, like, like I don't know. It, it, like the street stuff, it got me in a lot of good spots. Like I, I painted for um, CW Network. Got to hang out with uh, America's Top Models. Damn. Got to paint at. Um, Madison Square Garden. Really? Yeah, dude. Like, I got flown around the country just to paint. And, and at that time, like, like companies like Red Bull and Scion and uh, yeah. Quero and uh, Sparks, all these, all these people were, like, throwing money at urban art. And, like, because of that, like, I got to do a lot of stuff. Art Basel. And like hang out with yeah, how was that? Ferry. How was that Art Basel? Well, that was I, I. I never knew what an Art Basel was. Right. And then I got this um, ticket. I got a plane ticket from. Um, it was Red Bull. Did this? Um, they just sent you a plane ticket? No, we did the show, and like they went around the country, went to every hot spot in the country, and um, had these artists do these do these works. We were, like, John and I were the, the artists for that work. And then, like, a month later, we got a phone call. We got paid for it. We got a phone call. It was like, boom, you got to be in Miami on this date. You got to be in Miami. <laughs> on, it was in December, too. Yeah. Right. You got to leave your cold-ass existence right now yeah. and go to warm-ass Miami where chicks is wearing bikinis and shit on the beach. So, yeah. So they were going to have this big show. <laughs> right. In Miami, um, with all these artists from across the country, and so boom, go to Miami. Hotels pay for it, planes pay for it. Wow. Got like a phone call and like emails and stuff. It's like you have to be at this address at this time. Blah blah. blah. Yeah. Go to that address and like fucking Shepard Ferry, David Cho, Ram Milzy, fucking um, Tracy One Sixty Eight. Stay high before he um, left us. Yeah. Is the Wiz. Like all these graffiti greats. Yeah. All these people. Sage Vaughn. Um, all these people that I knew from the internet. Right. Who did street work. Was at the, in this building. And we're all getting per diems. Yeah. And meeting each other. It's like meet and greet. Meet each other. All on fucking Red Bull. That's I think it's Red Bull. And, um, Dude, I walked up to Ramsey and I was like, hey, I've been wanting to meet you my whole life. He's like, why the fuck you want to meet me? <laughs> and I was like, because without you, there's no me. He was like, sit down, nigga. <laughs> and I was like, all right. And he's like, you want a cheeseburger? And I was like, nah, I'm good. He's like, I'm paying for it. I was like, yeah, I'll take a cheeseburger. <laughs> And so I sat, I had a conversation 
with fucking Ram LZ over cheeseburgers. Nice. Yeah, dude. What y'all amazing. talking about? I can't even remember right now. <laughs> I, like, I can't even, like, I was just, like, there's photos of this shit somewhere out there, but, but yeah, I had, I had That's dope. dinner with Ram LZ. Yo, over, you, weren't you guys in, weren't you and William, weren't you guys in the same place at the same time? Did you guys ever meet up when you were in Miami? No, but, but we have been in, at the same party. Yeah. yeah, we yeah. didn't know each other. We didn't know each other, yeah. but we have been at the same party. Yeah, Jack really? Party. Yeah, but yeah, we were talking about the other night about being at this Jack Shaman yeah. party. We didn't know each other until, um, I think, was it George Long or was it Jesse? George. I think it was George. He was like, you got to meet this guy because he's one yeah. of us. And I was like, all right, I know what you mean. So I want to meet Yeah, him. and then when George told me the same thing, he's like, you know William? I was like, no. He's like, he's back in town. He's like, you should meet him, William Downs. He's like, he's one of us. He's like, y'all be good friends. I was like, all right, whatever. <laughs> and then um, at that time, I had my studio at the Contemporary. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And, Cliff uh, Owens came into and town. Clifford Owens came into town. I and I had learned about Clifford's work in Miami at Art Basel. Yeah. And so, boom, the guy shows up at the Contemporary. I'm like, oh, that's that guy. I'm going to go see that show. Yeah. I want to see how this works. So I go to the show. There's people there. Clifford's going through his whole thing. And he's, like, asking you these questions. Was it before or after when we were in your studio? After. after, I'm telling this story. Yeah, yeah. That was amazing. (laughs) This is how I meet William. All right. So... He asked this question. Cliff asked this question. He goes, "Who's gonna get me? Uh, who smokes marijuana?" Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah and uh, the, all the, the people question. who smoke marijuana go up and take a photo. So he did a photo. Yeah. And then after that, he goes, "Who's gonna get me high after this performance?" <laughs> and so I just go up, and it's only me in the photo. <laughs> and then he goes and does his performance. He makes it all weird it and amazing. intense. It was amazing. It was intense. Maybe Takes his clothes off, feel you know, weird. performance artists, they always get naked. <laughs> but he does it but in a different a kind question, of way. Though. Do they all get naked? Most of them. They fucking got naked on stage? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, but he makes it way more intense. He confronts you with it's it. It's elegant. He makes other people get naked, too, with him. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he got a bunch of people naked. But it's, it's, it's smooth the way he do it. Like okay. I'm not, you always need to do it like that on the team, though. Yeah, I'm not clicheing him out. Like, no, no, no. I'm, no, it's I'm, good. I'm clicheing the, the nudity part, but right. the way that he uses it is yeah. very different from just saying, like, oh, I'm going to perform naked. Right, like, right, right. No, I'm going to make you confess some shit, too, bitch. Like, it's on some slick shit. Okay. So, boom, he puts his clothes on, performance is over. And he makes a beeline for me. He was like, you going to get me high for real? And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> let's go. He didn't stay and do too much talking with people or nothing. We went straight to my studio. Yeah. Yeah, he was like, let's go. I want to go meet that guy. I was like, yeah, let's go meet that guy. Because I didn't know who he was. Because I know his studio is in the back. Um, let's go check it out. So we go in the back, and there's this beautiful woman that just, like, gravitated towards Cliff. And he just yeah. latched on her. He was like, we're going to go in this dude's studio and get high. Yeah. So we all walked into the studio, and I was like, holy shit. This motherfucker is heavy. 
So I didn't say anything. I'm just like looking at everything with big eyes. And Nietzsche comes over and he's like, hey. And I was like, somebody must have bumped Wayne because he turned yeah. around, lost contact. Yeah. Lost yeah. <laughs> Little bump. Backpack to the bar. Rude. <laughs> Take your backpack out of here. Rude. And don't backpack me with it. Yeah. <laughs> What's with the backpack, dude? What's it? No, wait. What's in the backpack that's so important? Uh, restaurant gear. I, I just got off work. I'm really, really sorry. It's all good. Restaurant gear in the backpack. Come on. You got to let that shit go. Like an apron and a towel. I'm, I'm not sorry. judging you. I'm just like... You're ruining my interview. Go away. <laughs> all right. Check. All right. So back, back to the question at hand. Okay. okay. This should be mandatory. No backpacks at the bar. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> it's uncomfortable. It's like some like they didn't even feel that this like jarring you. Like dude got close and he's like pushing me with this fucking backpack. <laughs> Like he doesn't even know it. <laughs> Sorry. Back to Michi. Okay. <laughs> so we're passing a bowl around. We're smoking. Yeah. I'm standing next to William and I smoke at the bowl and I pass it to William. And like, this is what's crazy is all these people. And I'm like, I'm just learning about this guy. He's in my studio. <laughs> the, the contemporary directors in my studio smoke. Like, like it's crazy. Like, I'm like, oh, yeah, shit. Yeah. Like, I'm on the big time. Like, this is what yeah. artists. Yeah, you there. You like, there. This is cool. Awesome. This is cool. This makes for a great story, which we're telling now. It's a great night. And um, <laughs> so I hit the ball. I pass it to William. I didn't know it was William. I go, hey, man, what's your name? He goes, William. William Downs. And I was like, classic, classic William Downs. Yeah, he William. always gives you. It, it's like he's fucking James Bond. Yeah. What's your name, James? James Bond. William. William Downs. Yeah, William. That's William Downs. Man. And I go, hey, live up to somebody. I'm supposed to meet you. I was like, I yes. meet you. George said you was one of us. And he was like, all right. And then we just handed each other our phones. Nice. And uh, got each other's phone number. And then about two weeks later, three weeks later, he calls me. He goes, hey, can you come pick me up? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, where you at? He's like, he's like, I'm on the, um, the bus, the mega bus. He's like, I'm going to be picked up at such and such. This is a challenge. This is a challenge. This is a test to see how tight this guy was. And I was like, he was like, yeah, I'll be there at such and such time. I was like, and I was all like, right. I'll come get you. He passed the test. Nice. I just got my Volvo, so it was like super yeah, nice, super awesome. clean. He was playing Migos. And I was like, who yeah. the fuck is this? <laughs> Pulled up, picked him and this lady up. No questions asked or nothing. Yeah. Like, I didn't even really know this guy. He was like, can you come pick me up? I'm like, yep. Some random ass dude. <laughs> but I was told he was one of us, so like, I have to take care of him. I mean, that's something. Yeah, it is. That's all that I took. It's tight. Let's get shit done from then on. That's oh. it. All right, so we went down a rabbit hole on that shit. Awesome. What, what I, what I, what, another thing I wanted to ask you was, this is, so basically, Meech and I have been knowing each other for a long ass time, right? So, you know. Yeah, it's like I knew you before I knew William. Yeah. And, and I knew, then he was like, 
Oh, you know Orlando? Orlando was out. And I was like, fuck yeah. Of course. <laughs> but, but, all right, so along the way, I, you know, I collect questions that I need to ask them. Okay. And sometimes they get answered, sometimes they don't. So this is the one that never got answered. Oh, wow. Michi the fucking rapper. Did you know that shit? Yeah, yeah. I've Have seen, you, I've seen um, images of him. You've seen images of Michi rapping? Uh, well, I just put the, the pieces together. I've never heard any of the music that you did. Oh, yeah, that's right. Like, he was supposed to give me some of this. I was like, dude, you do music? Oh. He was like, yeah, I'm going to let you listen to it. I was like, cool. Oh, wait, do you still make music? Um, only, like, sound stuff, like trying to be all artsy. Okay. <laughs> but nothing, nothing serious, no no real serious Are you music. about to pull up some shit on I'm gonna on try YouTube? to. Oh, shit. I've been waiting a long time for this. There's a song like, with um, Pastor Troy. You did something with Pastor Troy? I was a real rapper. I wasn't a fake rapper. I was, I, was, I was signed to Jimmy Hinchman, Czar Entertainment. For real? Yeah, I was a real rapper. I wasn't a fake rapper. I mean, I I didn't think anything less, but I just didn't hear anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just, like, you just forgot to send me some shit. Like the first Gucci Man mixtape? You was on that shit? Wait, you got some YouTube stuff? Yeah, so, like, one of the first Gucci Man mixtapes. You own that? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? I didn't even know that. This is why I do the B-side. This right here. Yeah, dude. Dude, you got to do a whole B-side. Just you. Just you. Um, All right, what you got? What you got? We can do the Gucci, the Gucci man. Um, but yeah, I want to uh, I want to I want to do the one with... Um, Pastor Troy? T-Rock. Oh, okay. Because um, I got Lava. That was... We're listening to the to the phone right now. Yeah, he's playing on the phone. Nice. We gotta hear it later. Okay. I'm, I'm just gonna bob my head like I can hear it. <laughs> Look, I'll skip to my part. <laughs> this is kind like, of exciting. That, I, I mean, you know, I can't listen to it right now because we're in a bar and loud as fuck. I like it. I like that as loud as fuck. It's yeah, it's, I, I like that too. Real, it's like the real life of what happens. Yeah. Oh, wait, it's coming up. I don't know why I'm being quiet. It's the two channel shit. He's on the right channel, I'm on the left channel. Uh, Greece. I went by Greece. Huh? I got that Pompeii heat, I got that Mount St. Helens, I got the speech to shake you off your feet, leave you melted in the streets, and you'll cooling by the week, cause I supply the heat to hell, devil ain't got shit on me, behind me Satan, boy how you ice skating, cause hell done froze over, now that rain is over, I'm superhuman strength, I eat a supernova, spit out a black hole, grease just that cold, I'm hot, hot nigga, call me lava, lava. I may have to get that later on, so that I can like really really get into it because right now I can't what he sound like William listening to me I can't yeah I can't can yeah I mean it's like you know he's in a rhythm yeah yeah so it's a different kind of melody yeah, yeah. there was this sun house lick that I heard one time I always love sun house's voice yeah and I love the way sun house played a guitar and like when I was rapping I always wanted to sound like Sun House's guitar, like that was my whole whole purpose was to sound like a blues guitar. Yeah, that shit dope. Yeah, like that's like my patterns was all based off of blues. Yeah, guitar patterns. But try, but 
but still trying to flow to a crunk beat, but right. with the, but with the glue, a blues with, guitar. Like that shit always in the back of your mind. Yeah. Did you um? Did you do shows and shit? Um. Yeah, I did um. Like you perform? Yeah. They used to have these Nopi shows where people bring out all the Hondas and all yeah. that stuff. So I, I did a bunch of those. And then um, we started working with Duran from uh, 112. So he had an artist that we went around. He did say 112. I love 112. Yeah. Those are my favorite bars or clubs. Yeah, dude. Like, oh, yeah. We went, we went like, uh, it was crazy. Wait a minute. How many of you, how many of you were there on on your crew in your crew? Every trio was three dudes. Like we started out as another group before that. It was like five or six of us. We were trying to do a, like a Wu Tang thing. Yeah, I was about to say. Like a deep south kind of Wu Tang thing. But of course, you know, like people fall off. People, you know, it's hard to keep a group together. But the original group was the original three, which was Cancer Casanova. Mr. Beautiful and myself. What'd you call yourself? Grease. Based off the Grease Lightning. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, Grease Lightning. And so, like, on on, on, on all my verse intros, they all went, Grease. And, like, I always started my name with, like, this chant, like that. Nice. And then, like, I had this stuff where I would do where... Like, I would just say syllables to get that guitar effect. Yeah. And I just called it Grecian. I made it sound like words, like how kids mumble rapping yeah. now. Oh, yeah. I was doing that shit then. This motherfucker originated mumble rap. Yeah, I can, I can, I can pull up some. And, no, and some, it's one like, you didn't know, and I, I act like someone asking me something. Yeah. And like, what you say? And I was like, Isha, I didn't eat or no. <laughs> like you didn't like no, but yeah, I just yeah. I would just make up sounds to yeah. Like it's that was me like speaking Grecian. Yeah, I called it Grecian. Yeah, that was me speaking Grecian. Like you, you took you took Humpty's looped it yeah to this, another level or ODB too. Like because in the group I played the character. Okay. Cancer was like the MC, but also like the smooth guy. Right. Okay. He like murder you. He's deadly. Cancer. He's cancer. Yeah. He get you. He was gonna get you anyway on a verse. And then we had the guy, Mr. Beautiful, who was like this pretty dude, but not really. And <laughs> what you mean, not really? <laughs> but not like when you think a stereotypical pretty guy. Like you didn't have wavy is, hair. You didn't have wavy hair. Yeah, bald head, like Tupac <clears throat> character. Okay, so imagine, okay. like Tupac character. Um, Tuxedo character, like we talking Casey and JoJo type dude. No, we talking ooh, like we talking ooh, like a beautiful ooh. street dude. Okay, all right. A beautiful street, long eyelash motherfucker. Uh, yeah, beautiful. Like um, what's his name? Um, like Pac. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. like Tupac. Yeah. So it was that character, and then there was the eyeball, which was me. You with the eyeball? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> a, a lot of my raps was based off tall tales, like Babe the Blue Ox. Oh, like, yeah. I had a lot yeah. of shit that I was working with. Like, if, if you listen to that song, Lava, I'm telling you, like, I got Pompeii heat. I got the speech to knock you off your feet. Like, you know what I'm saying? I, right, right. And when you cool, you'll melt in about a week. You know what I'm saying? Because you pulled that shit, like... Like, art, his, like history yeah. stuff. 
because it took them a week to cool off in Pompeii. Like, so yeah. for nerds who got it, they could get with the verse. Like, oh, he talking some that shit. That shit is way too deep for your demographic, though. Well, do you think where you grew up, Michi, kind of, huh? do you think where you grew up kind of helped give you, like, the cinematic kind of, like, visual description that channel into your rap? I, I, well, I, I, well, before you answer that completely, just tell us where you grew up and then answer it. Okay, I grew up in Florence, Alabama. Which Muscle Shows. I mean, where they recorded area. Where they recorded all the southern rock and yeah. soul music, basically. Yeah. So I grew up hearing a lot of that. But it's just the blues, man. It was all based off the blues. Like I wanted to sound like Sun House. Yeah. Yeah. Like I really wanted like like when I got a recording contract, they had this thing that said we own your um, sonic recordings throughout our territory. What the hell is sonic? And then what does that mean? Sonic recordings. That's oh. any time I spoke into a mic. Yeah. They oh. they own. Oh. They they owned all of my sonic recordings in their territory, and then the sentence right after that. Forever. <laughs> <laughs> Anything you say for life belongs to us. Pretty much. <laughs> but their territory was the universe. What kind of shit is that? Who says that? <laughs> and you signed that shit? Yeah. That's the only thing in the whole in the whole contract that fucked me out. Okay. Anytime I speak into a microphone, you own that. Like so they own this shit right now? That I'm no. doing right now with you? No, it's just okay. Alright. So it had a year, it's for a year. Okay. Weird. And the dude who walked us in and did, you know, set it all up, got the paperwork with the lawyers and everything, was the dude Bryce from uh, Groove Theory. Ooh. And, um, because he was friendly with my homeboy Cancer. And so we, they was going to try and bill us as like a new goody mob. Like, right, right. Wow, wow, that's pretty tough. And so we got the paperwork, we did the paperwork, and then right after that, Bryce got into a motorcycle wreck. Oh. And like tore itself up. And That's it took, the same shit that happened to the Goody Mob dude. And it took him almost a year to recover, so he wasn't able to work the project. And so it went null. It went void. Damn. And that's how I didn't become a rapper. But at the same time, I was all, I was still doing art. Right. So I was like, "Fuck it, art's always been here. I'll record if I have to, but yeah, I'm gonna try hard at art now, you know." It's crazy. There was a time where I was gonna stop painting and just go be a rapper and be like, fuck everybody, fuck all y'all. Wow. I'm about to make a million, billion, gillion bucks. Wow. I'll buy my own studio, do, do throw you, my own ever, show. Do you ever regret that? Nah, it, work, it works out how it's supposed to, I think, yeah, but. That's what I was thinking. I can't help the two got into a wreck. I know. I wish he hadn't have. But then Jimmy ended up being the dude, supposedly, who got Tupac shot. Oh, wow. Wait, 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 wait. Who and who, who, what, what? Jimmy Hitchman. Right, okay. Asian Jack. Oh, fuck. He did shot that motherfucker out in the song, didn't he? Yeah. Damn. You think he put the hit on it on Tupac? That's what people are saying? That's what came out. I thought Snoop did. Huh? I thought Snoop Doggy Dog did. Nah. Let's Google it. Look, Jimmy Hitchman confesses to planning 1994 Tupac shooting. Damn, is that motherfucker in jail right now? Doing life. 
Fuck. Like, he got all kind of, like, granted life for hire trial, murder for trial. Like, That's crazy. I'm glad it worked out. Like, I'm glad it. Yeah. I, I could have been mixed up in a lot of that you shit. You could, yeah. It worked out how it was supposed to work out. That shit dope, man. Yeah. So that's that's my rap career. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot of people don't know how heavy I was into yeah. that. Like recording at Zaytoven's mama's house in the basement yeah. with Gucci. Um, dude, I recorded at Ti Studio with um, damn, I forget what his his boys had a group. Yeah. I can't think of it right now. I'm I'm been so, drinking. So, I recorded Mr. DJ, um, who did a lot of production for Outkast. Yeah. Um, like Dungeon Family shit. All, like, I did a lot of shit, dude. Like, that shit fucking nuts, man. Yeah. So what, what's the what's the deal like? Like, what's the contract like when they... Is there, is there a dollar amount on that shit? Or is it like, if we make some money, we'll give you this amount? Or... Well, this one was the management deal. Okay. And basically, they he, was, he had a year to work the project to get picked up by a label, and then then he would manage. You know, he would be the manager for. But the there group. was no upfront though. No, 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 no. No signing contract. No, no bonuses. No, 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 no. This is just for management. Gosh, damn. Man. Yeah, it's crazy. That's, see, that's why I do. That's why I do this because of that. Like some, you know what I'm saying? Some random ass shit. Like I knew a little bit. I thought I thought he was like in the basement. You know, his mom was like, "Shut the fuck up!" Like, nah, I'm making nah. music, ma. You know, what I'm I thought it was on nah. some shit like that. But it's like some real shit. The only dude like rapping I was scared of or intimidated by yeah. when I was, was dude Alpha Omega. At that time, he was called a Grand Muscle Hustle, and he was like the muscles for Ti and then. And this dude, like, we was recording one night in the studio. I looked at that dude, and I was like, what the fuck? What am, why am I sitting in here with these? This is a real gangster. Like, I'm... And I remember um, the song we was doing. My homeboy looked at me. He's like, hey, me, I know you don't be killing niggas on tracks. Yeah. But I'm going to need you to kill some niggas tonight. So I had to write a, uh, like a, a little gangster like, rap. like a little harder rap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but I still wrote that shit on some fly shit. <laughs> I made it. I made it all about Amazing Grace. Cause you looked over at old boy. You was like, okay. Yeah, okay. He's gonna tell a real crazy gangster story. Right, right, He's telling right. gangster stories. Yeah. He just chilling. I was like, okay, I gotta fucking kill some people. I'm gonna do it in a church. Yeah. I was like I was like the preacher preaching. Right. And and, and I said like, I'm the preacher preaching. I got these holla heat seekings. <laughs> I was like and I called them amazing graces. Like nice. And then uh, like make the guns like how sweet the sound. Yeah. Like, it was this whole thing that That's was happening dope. in the church. Yeah. And I was like pinning niggas to the floor and make the choir sing. Yeah. Oh, it was like it was this crazy shit that I wrote. And then dude said like. Uh, Alpha, he went right behind me, and he was like, "Damn, nigga!" He was like, "That's crazy! How you do that?" That was some crazy shit. Yeah, I was deep into rap shit. Nice. Okay. I was really, a, I was really a rapper. Yeah. I'm really a MC. Yeah. Like really it. a MC. Yo, like not pretendo. You got a question, William? Um, do, do Do you think your work replaced that kind of momentum for you? Do you think that the the amount of 
um, knowledge and momentum that you put in rap has now transferred into like mark making and like art making and skill like with the same kind of like intensity yeah I think what happened was is that I just put that rap energy into the work because I was already or still like leading this double life I was doing street work I was studying fine art stuff and being a street dude with the rap and when the rap went away I still had the street art and I still had fine art. And then when I decided to let the street art go, I was, it was just art. Like art has, had always been there and never left. And like, even like me talking about the verses, it was always this conceptual way of rapping. Like from the sun house to like the tall tales and then like putting the history parts in rap that was missing. Like, so I think that that all of that rap energy now has gone into where it's, where it's supposed to be. Like, I think I was just looking for creative outlets. Right. And I just happened to be, like, talented at putting words together and telling lies, basically. But it didn't work out because I was supposed to be an artist. I was supposed to be, like, a painter, a fine artist, and not, like, a recording artist. Like, that's one thing that happened, but it's not the end-all, be-all. Oh, shit. No, it was not. awesome. Oh, Michi, Miko, no. Orlando, and William no. Downs. We are amazing. Here we go. We are amazing. We're done. But if you haven't had enough, follow us on Instagram at TBS underscore podcast. If you have thoughts to share, send an email to somecollegeradio at gmail.com. And do not forget to subscribe so you'll never miss an episode. The B-Side can be found just about everywhere you like to listen to podcasts. But if you are listening on iTunes, review us because it helps. Special thanks to my guest, Michi Miko. Shout out to my producer, Kalina Baller. Music by Brian Wilson. This show is edited by some guy. And that guy is saying peace. Peace.